0: This is Dr. Liz, Senior Pastor at Antioch International Church, and I want to personally welcome and thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you are here because this podcast, Dancing in the Rain Community, is designed for you. And now, here is your host, Mr. Cyril Prabhu, the founder of Proverbs 226. Good morning, podcasters. Uh, we just want to welcome you to the Are You Dancing in the Rain podcast? Uh, this is our first one for this year, and I'm so excited to come and talk to you about what God is doing in our life. And also, you know, if some of you were following our podcast, I just want you to know that uh, this journey that we have is so beautiful. And I wish you and your family a very prosperous. 2021. This morning, as we go through this podcast, one of the things that just comes to my mind is this. Recently, I was reading a verse from the Bible in Matthew chapter five, uh, where Jesus is talking at the sermon on the mount, and he says that you are the salt of the earth. It's not saying you will become a salt of the earth when you give your life to Christ. You will become a salt of this light when you do these good things. But Jesus is saying, you are the salt of the earth. So, I started to look for it in, in online. I was looking for any content that I can find about the salt, right? I always thought salt only has two purposes. One is to bring flavor in food. When you're eating a food and if that food is not tasting, I know you sprinkle the the salt over the food, right? And I've also heard people say salt was used as a preservative, right? But then when I researched online, I did not even know there is something called the Salt Institute, right? The Salt Institute says there are over 14 thousand uses for the salt right some of these uses were so unique i did not even realize that salt is involved in that effort so here's what we're going to do today as we go through introduce and talk to our guest i'm going to pull from each of these uses of these salts along with the question that I'm going to have. So you're going to get a double dose. You're going to get a word from the the Bible on the salt, as well as you're going to get a salt for your soul from Minister Walker. That is who I'm going to be interviewing today, talking to you about how God has inflicted or cognitively ingested into his life salt. Right? So I've known Minister Walker for nearly eight, nine years at this point, right? And over this eight, nine years, I've seen him grow tremendously. I've seen his life change um, in, in a way that is just like so beautiful, not only for him, but also for his wife and his children, right? And so today morning, I'm so happy and proud to introduce Minister Walker to come and spend some time with us talking about his journey and how God took him from where he was to where he is today. And I'm hoping that this will be a, a source of energy for anyone that is watching this podcast this morning. With that said, let me introduce you to my special friend, Minister Walker. Minister Walker, thank you for being with us this morning. You know? Thank you for allowing me. It's, it's an honor. Amen. Yeah, Amen. An honor. Wonderful, Minister Walker. Um, before we get into the questions, I wanted to make it a little bit light for you. Uh, <laughs> to to <laughs> yeah. tell me about yourself. Tell me, you know, who you are, um, you know, where you're from. Tell me a little bit about like, you know, your family. Oh
1: wow. My name is Minister Henry Walker. I was born in East Baltimore. Uh, I have two brothers and six sisters yeah. but what what i what is real critical that I say is about my mom mm. because I watched her work five jobs to provide as a single parent yeah. and how tough it really was for her and that mm-hmm. had an impact on me and um, I just think about how. She would, every Sunday, cook for everybody in East Baltimore, anywhere. She didn't care if you didn't have nothing. She never asked anyone for anything. She always believed in hard work, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share a gift with you. When my mother passed, a lot of people give money Uh and a whole lot of property and all that. Well, I was explaining to my sisters and brothers that the gift mama gave us was something called resilience resilience, the ability to bounce back, because I saw her bounce back from so many, from illness, from financial troubles, uh, even having to go to the welfare department and almost begging, and then her pride sit in, and she say, I'm just going to work for mine. Nobody had to give me anything. I'm going to get out there, and I watched that, and that was critical
0: in my life. Wonderful. Minister Walker, tell us, you know, how did you go from Baltimore to come to North Carolina. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what was that journey like? And how did you end up in North Carolina?
1: Yeah. Strange as it may seem, a lot of times, is that it was the choices that I began to make. Hmm. I began to, uh, and I said to you, I was born out of triangle relationship. Hmm. And I used to see the two, uh, Henry and Calhoun, come. And, um, I lost respect for authority,
0: Mm.
1: because as fathers, I was looking and yearning for them to hold on to me, to grab me, to guide me.
0: Mm.
1: But being born out of a triangle relationship created a distance, a disconnect. And so I found myself going out in the streets, doing everything that I thought I was big and bad enough, and consequently,
0: those prison cells and all of that led to right here, Mm. where I'm at with you today. So, Minister Walker, how old were you when this whole thought of like, a, you know, going after the authorities in your life, Minnesota? I, w- I was about nine years old. Okay. It was my first experience
1: with a lot of stuff at nine, mm. from the gangs, mm. to the drugs, mm. you know, to the gambling, mm. to mm. just being disobedient, This wouldn't listen to nobody. Wow. But if it was a direct result of a loss for authority and education mm. and... In the law enforcement, I just didn't have it. I, I just because of those two men, I use as a blame game, which yes. I wasn't hurting nobody. I was blaming somebody else for the choices I made.
0: Mm. And that's where our journey is now. Wow. So, Minister Walker, you talked about the gangs. You talked about the street life, mm-hmm. right? What was the attraction for you in that street life? I mean. Um, is that uh, like uh, going away from home, was the attraction? Or was there something there that you were clinging on to?
1: Well, I think with me, what had happened, uh, Cyril, is that I saw the light. It was it, I, I just saw I can do anything I want to do. Mm. I can help my mother out. I can provide for myself. I didn't have to, you know, depend on nobody but me. Mm. And it was... Um, it was just an attraction, man. Oh. I saw the glamless, drug dealers, the pimps, and all those people that just looked more attractive than home. Oh, wow. But the grass always looked greener on the oh, other, other side. side. But trust me, it was not green. Oh, wow. It was not. I'm like a lot. I went down there, and found out mm. that that grass over there was not greener than I
0: thought it was. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing when I hear. Minister Walker say about his life is this, that when I looked at that verse, are, you are the salt of the earth, and those 14,000 uses, one of those uses the salt has is to extinguish the grease fires. You know how like uh, when you're cooking food, sometimes it just spills over this towel, Or when you're making that turkey, the fried turkey, the grease all over your oven. You know, the thing is this. The salt institute says that you can actually use the salt to clean up the grease from the stove and the oven. And this is what God does. Sometimes when we go through this life, not any one of us is perfect. No one is perfect. Everybody has sinned. Everybody has shot falls. Everybody has like a, an area in our life that we wanted to improve, right? Those are the greases that exist in our life, all over our life. And God is saying, I will send a salt in your life that will just like a throw this, that the salt is thrown over the grease that you can actually continue to clean your life, this journey that we are living in is not an end. This is a continuum from yesterday. It's a continuum from today to the next day till we go to the grave, right? So with that in mind, Minister Walker, tell us a little bit about the grease from your life and who's sowed those kind of salt in your life. What turned you from that glamorous life that you saw on the street Mm -hmm. to who you are today? What was the turning point in your life? Well, sir, this to be honest, I I was just very
1: tired at that time. It was Mm -hmm. I didn't had enough of it and Mm -hmm. I was going down that lonely road again. And I remember after being brought to justice that uh, Judge Paul Birch, I remember he he gave me an opportunity that I, I could never Never imagined, you know, because I should have been in prison for the rest of my life over the stuff mm. I had done. But he had told them to work it out. Mm. And he, um, we got the opportunity, brought in a special prosecutor to sit down with me and uh, give me an opportunity to get it right. Mm. And I was constantly thinking about, I have a five-year-old daughter. Mm. I can't do this no more. Mm. And that's where I was at. So they gave me a, a option to reduce my sentence. I plead guilty, I took it, and i done what I needed to do. And um, that was just one of the main uh, courses or
0: persons that uh, made a difference right. in Minister, my time. Minister Walker, you said about your daughter, hmm. right? I know every time I hear you talk about Kayla, I can see a bolt going up in your mm-hmm. face thinking about her. And you said that she was five years old at this point in yes. time? And she was growing with her mom at this mm-hmm. point? Okay.
1: Remember, so, we were together all from, I cut the cord into five,
0: mm, until the separation came. Right, right. Mm. So for you, I was always under the impression that the judge was the one throwing the salt <laughs> to clean up your grease. <laughs> yeah. It's not the judge. Yeah. It's your daughter. Yes. Who threw
1: the salt mm-hmm.
0: in your life that just like a, gave you an opportunity to come out of that situation that you were in? Right. Every moment, Cyril, when
1: it came to Kayla, every moment of separation, hmm. she stayed in my heart, in my mind, in my decision-makings. It was all about that young lady, that young girl. Yes. I could see that's, that's what was helping me, was moving me, was motivating me in order to get it better, to Mm. make it right when the point come where that, When I was released, it's amazing. Um, She was in, the, um, I think she was in the fifth grade, and I was waiting outside. She didn't know I was home, Mm. and I couldn't wait to get to her. And I'm going to tell you something, when she came down there, no running in the hallway, boom, she saw her daddy. Here's her daddy, so we locked up. And from there, we went to Baltimore, DC, and just spent some time with her. And it just helped me on my journey it right. keeps me making the right decisions i don't i don't make them all right let me tell you the truth still haven't made them all right mm. but she is one of my greatest motivations that separation from her was the, the greece that
0: was so important absolutely that was so That's important wonderful in the first century when i was uh, uh, doing my research on the salt There were some people that were selling salt, and they were called salt sellers, right? And if a host invites someone for their dinner, they always make sure that a person who sits next to the salt seller is like someone that they, you know, respect or have a value more for that person, right? And so... If you are going to a dinner and if you're not sitting next to a salt seller, you know who you are as far as the host is concerned. But here's the thing. In our life, Christ is the salt seller. In our life, he gives us the access to sit next to him. We don't really need a host to give us that place. He's always available for us to sit next to him. So the next question for Minister Walker is this. Tell us a little bit about your seating with Christ. Hmm. How did God allow you to have a place next to the salt cellar in your life? Tell us a little bit about that faith journey.
1: Well, allow me to just reflect for a minute. Back in uh, 1996, at Salisbury, I was—I remember the Christian volunteers used to always come. I was a Muslim at that time. Mm-hmm. They used to always come and talk to me, and I would ignore them. then pay them no never mind. So where I had got at is to the point of suicide. Mm-hmm. I was ready to take my life. I was ready to end it, and I took a lot of pills. But the next morning, I woke up. I was out the hospital. I was back in that cell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I kept thinking about these Christian brothers that kept coming in these sisters. I would ignore them. And so God was real merciful to me to allow mm. me to live that day, mm. to sit beside him. And in that particular time when one of them came, I accepted Christ mm. in my life. So wow, in a prison one, cell? In a prison cell. Wow. Where we were stayed in that cell for 23 hours a day. Mm. So that was a point where that, um, I got on my knees and surrendered. Mm. Anything else I believed didn't matter. Mm. Anything I knew was Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior.
0: Mm. And I wasn't going to ever give that up. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is this, right? How many of us go through this life and expecting a place to sit next to the salt cellar? And here is a situation for Minister Walker. He just like ran into thinking that this was his end, but God had a purpose for his life. Unless he says it's done, it's not done. Mm -hmm. He has the final say in your life. He has a final say in my life. And the way he has done for Minister Walker, he's the same God who will give you the same place for you to sit next to him. And so, Minister Walker, so you gave your life to Christ. Yes, sir. Right? So what happened afterwards? Oh,
1: wow. It's a a journey.
0: Uh Uh-huh
1: journey of good, bad decisions. Every time, you know, it, was, it it's just been a journey. Oh. It's been a long journey, but I know this holding on to my faith has kept me. Through the wrong, my bad choices, my other little th- incidents that happened during this journey. But I know that this holding on to my faith. Not saying I've done it all right, because I didn't. Yeah. But I still had one thing that I always could rely on. Amen. And that's my Lord and Savior always being there for me.
0: Wonderful. I mean, the thing is this, Minister Walker, just because we give our life to Christ, that doesn't mean it's an end to all our means. It yes. is a beginning <laughs> to all our means, you know. And so I'm so glad um, for all of those Christian brothers and sisters that <laughs> yeah. showed up in your life uh, and led you to this. And... Um, one thing that I heard you say is like a uh, minister walker when did uh, henry walker became mm-hmm. minister walker
1: oh wow i don't know exact date and time but um when i accepted christ i w- i began on a mission hmm. to love and help to do things different instead of being an instigator in a fight i wanted to be a peacemaker in a fight ah. instead of doing other things. I want to see how I can imprint somebody's life like Christ imprinted my life. Mm. So this is where the minister part come in. It's it's unorthodox in a lot of ways, but this yes. is where it did come in that where that I started to wanna
0: help us that are hurt. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. It is amazing when I hear Minister Walker talk about those Christian brothers and sisters that showed up for years into those prison cells in helping these men and women behind those prison walls to clean up the grease. And if you are one of those ministers watching this, I'm here to encourage you that what you are doing has an eternal value. There is a walker sitting in every single cell. Did you know that there are over 7.4 million people today that are serving time in prisons, serving time in those uh, jail cells that needs you to show up week after week. It doesn't matter if it doesn't happen on the very first day, you are making a difference for an eternity for these men and women. This morning, as we go through this journey, I was thinking about the salt again, right? The salt that has so many uses, I talked about like a 14,000 uses in the beginning, right? One of the use of the salt is to bring flavor in the food. When you're eating something today and if it doesn't have a good taste, it might change the taste if you add a little bit of a salt to it, a sprinkle of salt, because it brings out the flavor in that food, right? Every person in this life has that goodness instilled in them. Not that every one of us have only the bad qualities in our life. There are good qualities. God has placed it deep down in our heart, right? And so, Minister Walker, I know for you bringing out flavor, where I saw, was this one night that we had to go to Lee Correctional, right? And at this point in time, Minister Walker is out and he is ministering to the people. And uh, that night, around like a 7.38, I just realized there was one family that was so far away in the Greenville area or something like that where it would have taken three, four hours to get there to pick them up and drive another two, three hours to get to the prison, right? And so I called everybody, right? And, and at the end, when I had nobody to go to, I actually reached out to Minister Walker, right? And it was like a late in the night. And uh, at that point, I did not realize he was actually going to his night shift, Right? but I asked him would you be able to pick up this one girl from here and so here's what he did he didn't actually even blink he actually said yes and so he worked the whole night and finished his work by like at 3:34 in the morning he got on his car drove two 3 hours to pick up this girl and then bring him over to that facility and then he took time to sleep in his car, and then picked the girl and went back and dropped her that evening. Minister Walker, here's the question: Why?
1: Wow, well, I think what it was, it wasn't the guy, it was me. Hmm. It was me that my child was coming to see. Hmm. so uh, that was my motivator. And then I knew how important it is when I watched the guys watch, wash their children's feet. Mm. As, uh, this, and then putting the new shoes on their feet and saying, don't go in the direction I'm going. Mm. So I understood how important that was. Mm. And again, you have to remind, I was doing that because I was the one sitting
0: behind there bringing the child to me, mm. my Kayla. Mm. So I knew how important that was at that time. Wonderful. So, Minister Walker, you said about the guys washing their children's feet. Mm -hmm. And I know that when we come in, we come in with all this, uh, uh, you know, mindset that we are trying to help those guys by, you know, allowing those fathers to wash their children's feet and so on. After that has been done, they come back to the yard and they talk about it. Have you ever heard of anyone talking about... What was it like for them to get on their knees and ask for forgiveness from their own son or own daughter? Because what happened one time, Minister Walker, is this. We took a child to go see their father, right? And uh, the father and the son, they were sitting next to, to each other, right? For nearly the whole day, they were sitting next to each other, but never said a word to each other. Right? And then after he left from that room, I saw the father falling on his floor, crying, Mm. thinking about what happened. Right? There are times that we can, when we bring the kids into the facility, we see how these children don't want to be there. Right? Mm. They cry not to be there in that room, but then they come because of their mom, they come because of their grandma. Right? Mm. All this is done, this is all what we see, right? What do you see these men talk about it in the yard after they finish washing their children's feet? I could just think of one in
1: particular guy. When he came back, he was very quiet. Mm. And I just went over and said, hey man, you enjoy yourself? You he said, man, it's the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me. Mm-mm. No worries. Could express mm. that moment for him. Wow. And so that's the impact that Proverbs 226 mm. is having on the system. Mm. And I say this real concisely when you first came in to Lee Correctional, the temperature was crazy.
0: Mm.
1: But when you look at it, you begin to change it. Mm. And think about what McCall done. And how the temperature, the, the violence and stuff began to go down, the behavior began to change. Right. Guys started keeping their mind on, I'm going to get an opportunity to sit with my child wow. and do some things that nobody else will offer. There was nothing could be offered greater than this opportunity when Pryor 226 came in. I'm a living testament of it. Wow. I was on my way out at that time.
0: Hmm.
1: And, um, but I watched for months how the anticipation on the yard is that proper 226 is coming in. I'm going to see my child, but I'm going to see him in a way that I never saw him before. So
0: that was was a part of the temperature check there at that time. As I was listening to Minister Walker talk about the temperature going down, I still remember the first time when I met Minister Walker. That room that he was talking about, had a very high temperature. This was a day in summer, like a July, August timeframe. And there was no air conditioner in that room. And there were over, well over 100 guys that were there in that room, right? But not even one of them were moving out of their seats. They hadn't eaten their breakfast. They hadn't eaten their lunch. And the prison was in a lockdown and there was a riot outside, but these men inside those rooms were sitting down without making even a single move. And I didn't know why, up until I found out later that people like Minister Walker and James, they were going around that room and calming everybody down. And it reminds me of one of those characteristics or the uses of the salt, because the salt is also a preservative. What does a preservative do? The preservative stops the unwanted things to grow. It stops the meat from growing bacteria in them. That's why the food stays fresh. When it is applied on those meat, that the, the food stays longer because the salt has an ability to grow these bacteria and viruses, right? And that day, what I realized is what Minister Walker and James and a few other guys were doing in that room, is stopping these guys from growing more anger, more of this, you know, enmity to grow in their life. They were calming them so that those meat will stay fresh, right? So Minister Walker, I know today in many of these prisons, they have been on a lockdown for six, seven months because of a pandemic, mm-hmm. right? There is no major activity going on. We don't even have Proverbs 2 to 6 go and do all these things in those prison cells. They feel alone, they feel lost. They are in a place where they don't even know why they are there in this cell right now, right? Sometimes their families don't show up for five years, 10 years, at least this last six, eight months, I don't think the families would have shown with the pandemic outside. Mm. It would have made their mind really go numb. But if God gives you an ability to transport yourself today, to go into those prison cells and stand next to those guys, you're not a fellow inmate right now. You are coming from an outside, you know, sitting with them. You are one who've already overcome this in your life, right? What would you tell those guys?
1: Hmm. Wow. I think one of the things I, I, I would have to say to any one of them is that this too should pass. I know it's tough. I know how feel to feel like you're being mistreated because this is out of your control. But one thing that I would like to just say is stay encouraged. And I kept using this to should pass. I want you to know that there's been so many situations in our life when we sit behind the walls that we thought would never pass. But it did. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're thinking, calm your mind and just take it easy. Take it easily. And trust your faith. Trust Trust your faith in. And that's why I was saying that there's better days. I made it out when I thought I never would. Through riots, through frustration, through fights, through disappointments, through loss of loved ones. So many things that happens behind those walls. I thought would never pass, but it did. And the day gonna come when you will sit right where I'm at and tell somebody this too should pass.
0: Amen. Amen. Minister Walker, thank you so much for being with us today. This is amazing how you' are able to bring uh, out something that uh, you know is going to help many many of these guys that are going to be watching this on on their big screens I know what Minister Walker is talking about uh, you know makes sense for some of the guys uh, you know who are watching it inside those prisons, but also I want to say to the ones that are not inside the prison, who are watching it from your bedroom or you're watching it in your living room, it doesn't mean that a person behind the bars is the only one that's lost and lonely during this pandemic. You and I go through the very same thing. And you and I need that encouragement. I hope what Minister Walker said helped you to think through some of the things to revive that energy in your soul, but here's the thing: the salt again. I heard, and when I was you know listening to some of the preachers talk about the salt, one of the preachers said that salt is used even to freshen up the flowers. When you buy the flowers from the grocery store and when you take it home and you cut down those, uh, you know, the the stem and put it into your vase, uh, they give you a small packet along with those flowers, right? And those packets contain salt in them. Those salt keeps these flowers being fresh for years to come. And I know, as we are talking about with the Minister Walker, he has moved away from Baltimore He has gone through several things in his life, and he's in a place today, what I'm so happy about is this. He's married. He's happily married. And every time he talks about uh, his uh, wife, Tania, I can see there is something that's just bubbling in his life. Minister Walker, tell us about your love of your life, Tania. She's been there with you in good times and even in the bad times. Oh yes. I got to
1: think about something Dr. King said. He said the ultimate measure of friendship is not in the moment of comfort and convenience, but in the moment of trial and controversy. Wow. See, with Tanya, I met her at a BP station, funny. <laughs> Getting gas. It's it crazy. I'm driving a church van, you know. And one thing about Tanya, she's one of them faith women. Wow. and I have made so many bad decisions when she had to come like the shepherd and just come on baby mm-hmm. when everything and everybody will give up she always had a hug or a prayer of encouragement for me mm-hmm. so even when I wanted to give up on myself Tanya was that connection between me and God right. and she always loved me mm-hmm. she says, it's not the things I don't. don't worry we don't have this... I I love you. Mm. I love you, and how important that was to me after coming out and being making that transition. is tough, but when you got a partner like that, that's always hugging you, do your good, your bad, and sometimes she'll look at you and want to throw you out the door. Then she want to grab you as you go out the door and bring you back. That's Tanya. So it, it is in in my life. It's a molded shape between that other hair. The three-four cord is not easily broken. And so I found that Tanya has been so I call her my greatest encouragement. My greatest motivator. When I want to lay down in bed when I was depressed and going through a lot of stuff, here she comes. Mm. I'm going to get up. Get up. You know? So that love yes. have kept me and she's been there, no matter what. And you know this. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a tough case to handle. <laughs> she was a tough, she's a tough one to
0: handle. me. Absolutely. So there's
1: someone given for everybody. Amen. And she was given
0: to me. My God. Wonderful. And Walker, it's, okay, it's not just you who's a train wreck, mm-hmm. but even like uh, Ruth Graham, right? <laughs> one time, uh, Mrs. Bush was asking her about, you know. Reverend Billy Graham constantly traveling, right? And uh, constantly doing stuff, um, you know, at home that's not, uh, you know, something that uh, a normal person would do, right? So she asked, uh, you know, um, Mrs. Ruth uh, Graham, uh, have you ever considered a divorce? Hmm. Have you ever considered divorcing Reverend Billy Graham? And she said, divorce? No. Murder? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You need and I need a woman like that in this life who would stick with us in in the days of good and in the days of bad. A happy marriage is not something that's always flowery and rosy. Yeah. The marriage takes work. Yes. The marriage takes, uh, you know, for us to dig deeper. There is a verse in the Bible that says like a, uh, there was a man who built a house on the sand, another one who built a house on the the stones. If you think about it, if you build a hut on a stone or a sand, it's pretty much the same. It's not talking about you go to a mountain top and build a house on top of a stone. But instead, when you dig a, a foundation, there is a point in time when you keep digging there is something called a bedrock. When you hit that bedrock, that is an immovable rock, right? And when you lay a foundation on an immovable rock, then that house that is standing on top of it cannot be moved. Every marriage, when we dig through those foundations, we're going to find that bedrock. When we build our house on that bedrock, that is the house that cannot be moved. And I know, Minister Walker, what you're saying here is so impactful for many, not only, you know, for the guys behind the bus, but also like the ones that are struggling today. You know, marriage is not easy. It takes work. Yes. And God is with you, God is with me to find that bedrock. As we wrap up today. Minister Walker, I want to ask you this question. There's so many verses. You're a minister, right? (laughs) So many verses that could be going in your head every single day. What is one of the very special verses for you Mm. and why? Uh,
1: It was a tough choice, but my favorite is Isaiah 57 and 17. Mm where it says, no weapon formed against you should prosper, and every word that come up against you will be cast down. This is your inheritance. Mm. This is your inheritance, said the Lord. Mm. So I had to remember, this verse is so important, so when I'm going through stuff, when it seems like it's ugly and it's forming against me, I had to rely on the promise of God, Amen. saying that it will form, but it won't prosper. Mm. And then when people begin to judge you, look at you, and talk and say things about me, That, you know, like a recent incident that I shared with you, how people brought up my past about what I used to do. Well, I go to that verse again. Their words are going to fall on deaf ears. Mm. If he's telling me no weapon formed against me and every tongue that comes against me will be cast down, I'm believing in the cast down part. Amen. I'm
0: believing that. And that's why that verse is so important to me. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Minister Walker, it was such a pleasure for us to have you with us this morning uh, to talk about your journey and how God was real in your life and how you were able to hold on to the hem of his garment Mm. through all the good times, through all the bad times, and It doesn't mean that you have everything already organized for you. Mm -hmm. Every day is a struggle for you. But our prayer is with you. Yes, thank you. That uh, you know that you will run a good race and that you will get to the end to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. And for those who are watching this podcast, this is our encouragement to you. We talked about the salt in so many ways today. There are over 14,000 uses for the salt, right? But you are the salt of the earth. Sometimes God will use you as a preservative. Sometimes God will use you as a flavor bringer. Sometimes God will use you to take the grease off of somebody's life. But know this for sure, you are the salt of this earth, A recent incident that happened to me this week that is so profound is this. There is a a, a girl that had lost her father a couple of months ago inside the prison. And she was just like six years old. And uh, it was really sad because uh, she did not want to leave that father the last time that she came to see him. And we had to hard separate her from her father six, eight months later, we find out that father was killed inside the prison, right? And when I said this story to somebody who took it to Anson Correctional, right? The warden of that prison took this message to Anson Correctional and those ladies that are serving time in Anson Correctional wanted to do something about this, right? And so they sent me a package in December that contained letters and letters and letters uh, of uh, these ladies writing down what was encouraging to them, so that they can actually pass on to these children, so that they can actually hold on to. They drew pictures. They had like a postcards. They had like a bookmarkers. They had painted stuff and sent it over for these girls to just like uh, you know be comforted in the time of struggle. Right. What are they doing? They're putting the salt upon these children. I know one of the, the use of the salt is to become an itch remover. When a bee stings or a mosquito bites, you can actually put a salt into a water and you can apply to be comforted. And that's what they're doing to these children. And this week I heard from the warden of Anson Correctional saying to me that these ladies are now making another package for these two girls to just like uh, comfort them for the, 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 the things that are going to come in February, um, on February 14th for the Valentine's Day. They're building a package for these kids with teddy bear and so on. My challenge to you is this. I do not know who your takia is in your life, that who you need to comfort, that you need to bring flavor out, or be the one who can take the preservatives and apply into their life. My prayer this morning is that you would take time to be the salt that God has made you to. I thank you for watching this morning. Have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to Mr. Henry Walker as he shared his testimony with us. We welcome you to join our Sunday morning meditations at 8.30 a.m. where we will discuss and dive deep into the Word of God. You will find the dial-in information at www. Proverbs226.org forward slash be encouraged. Thanks again for joining us and have a great
1: day.